What is up, People First Leaders? My name is Chris Lin, and I am your advocate and host for the Leading People First podcast, where we are set to transform the workplace. I'm happy you're tuning in and joining me on this journey as we talk about leadership and its effect on the employee experience. In this episode, I had a chance to talk with the amazing Yvonne Alston, the founder of Indelible Impressions. Yvonne has combined her tremendous passion for DEI, her lived experiences, and ongoing education of over 20 years in corporate marketing and communications to offer organizations key inclusion and communication strategies. We got a chance to talk about how Yvonne helps organizations determine and amplify the soul of their brand, their value system, and mission. You can really see how Yvonne helps organizations drive awareness with targeted messaging that resonates and creates an authentic connection with its audience to create and leave an enduring impression. If you're looking for a way to amplify the soul of your own brand and are looking to find a way to create a targeted message of yourself, your strengths and values, look no further than UMAP. UMAP reveals the four pillars of career fit, strengths, values, preferred skills, and interests. The award-winning profile turns insights into practical action. For more information, go to myumap.com. Now let's dive right into this episode. Hey, Yvonne, how's it going? Good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you on because there's so much work, amazing work that you're doing, and I'm really excited to bring you on to the Leading People First podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, the podcast has taken off. You're having some great interviews with people, and I'm just really humbled and appreciative to uh, have been chosen to be part of it. So thanks for having me on. Well, amazing leaders have to absolutely come on, and you are you certainly fit that bill. So I would like to start it off with, you know, what does it mean to lead people first? Ah, oh, great question, right off the top. Um, so for me, uh, to lead people first is about human first, right? So human first means that, you know, I really just acknowledge each individual as a human being, um, flawed with weaknesses, you know, and faults, just like me. Um, we all have lives outside of work. And if we expect people to put up walls between like the person they are on the job and the other areas of their life, um, it's unrealistic, right? And so when you think about leading people first, it's about embracing the totality of who people are. Um, I think organizations make these statements about, you know, we want you to bring your whole self to work, but what does that really mean? You know, does that just mean more than my personal style of how I dress or if I have a piercing or I show tattoos or perhaps me feeling free to flex my schedule before I have children? Um, so for me, it's about like really allowing people to show their natural humanness and a little bit of their messiness, right? Yeah. <laughs> In the workplace, as long as it's not detrimental to the organization, that there's like really safety and a welcoming atmosphere for me to be me and, and really in totality. Yeah, absolutely. Where we look at bringing our whole selves to work and accepting those around us, those we lead to come as their whole selves. And this is something I actually personally have been struggling with as in this term of authenticity in the workplace, because I think mm -hmm. that people say they want authenticity. They want people to be authentic in the workplace, but I think that they perceive authenticity as to what they believe that person is being authentic 
as, right? So if I think I, that, you know, Yvonne, your, your authentic self is a certain image in my head and anything that mm-hmm. deviates outside of that is unacceptable. And I think that that is something that um, we kind of need to shed that because that's something that just is not true. We, we have to recognize that, like you said, we have lives outside of work. We can't just leave things at the door anymore um, or at all. And, and we have to accept and recognize the other parts of people's lives. Right. And who, who gets to decide? Who decides what's normative? right? Who decides what the standard is? And I think there are standards in terms of code of conduct and things like that, that need to be, those principles need to be adhered to and walked out. But outside of that, I pretty much think everything else is fair game. So if you have tattoos, why should you be ashamed or feel shamed in some way not to display that? Or if you want to have pink hair, or if you want to, you know, kind of like I did, which is shave the side of my my hair here. Um, it's something, you know, it's interesting touching on that, right? Um, it's something I wanted to do while I was still in corporate America. The first time I saw that hairstyle where it was like this really asymmetrical Bob sharp edge cut. And I love short hair. I've been rocking it for a really long time. And I saw that shave side and I was like, Ooh, that is so empowering. Like I love that. And I was actually fearful of doing it while working for my company because of the role that I was in, the team that I was in, the organization I was in, I didn't feel like it would be accepted. Um, I was, I felt like I was already challenging certain things um, just in my overall presence. Um, People, obviously they can't see me. Um, They can hear me on this podcast, but I'm relatively tall and I'm a tall woman who's not afraid to wear heels. So when I wear heels, I'm about six feet tall. And so, um, and I love color and I have a very open and embracing and exciting personality. And so I was afraid that like, shaving that side of my head would just be too much for them to take. And so I didn't do it until I left corporate America. And I remember thinking to myself at the time when I did it, like, oh, this is so freeing. And I was like, but what a shame that I didn't feel comfortable enough. It seems like such a silly thing, yeah. but I didn't feel comfortable enough to do that or that I would have been in an environment that would have been accepting of that. And that people would have been like, cool, rock on yeah. versus like people would have been like, Oh, why, why did you do that? Like I, your hair was so, so pretty as it was and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff like, Oh, that's different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well you say that. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind, I, I also personally love that haircut. Um, you know, Thank whether you. or not it's, it's, you know, for, for you, you have it short. I also love it when, when people do it, you know, they have long hair as well on the side. Yeah. The thing that comes to my mind is, you know, kick ass, right. It's like, they, mm-hmm. it's literally like they're ready to go. They're ready to, and, and it shows a bit of, re, you know, this old school notion of rebellion, right. This yes. old school notion of being out of the comfort zone. And I think that's image automatically triggers people to say, ooh, that's not how we do things, right? Mm, Disruptor. Yeah, this disruption Mm. 
kind mm-hmm. of notion. And that's um, something that's unfortunate because especially when you look at organizations that say we want to disrupt, we want to innovate, but then the cultures and the behaviors that they have within the organizations are actually preventing those exact behaviors that they're preaching is ironic and unfortunate they, that they have. So it's very important that if an organization is really wanting to make sure that they are trying to achieve a certain thing, right? In this mm-hmm. case, I'm talking about innovation. Well, you right. have to you have to enforce that behavior and allow that innovation, innovative behavior and disruptive behavior to formulate within your own four walls. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's how you get ahead, right? That's, and for me, historically, you know, I've got 20 plus years in marketing communications and some PR. And so that's what it takes, right? To grow, to be competitive, to get ahead of your competitors, to be able to see the landscape and what's next and what's on the horizon, even before your competition does, is creating that environment of innovation, of challenge, of disruption. Um, That's why being a disruptor became such a buzzword, you know, a couple of years ago, because people understood like, this is what it takes. It is about upsetting the status quo mm-hmm. that's going to help us to elevate. Um, but it's interesting, like people want to use that terminology and they want to try to create some semblance of that, but yet still in a constrained environment. And so it's, yeah. it's counterproductive, it's counterintuitive and, yeah, I, I don't quite understand that. Um, yeah. But it just goes to show, you know, organizations traditionally are still seeped in traditionalism, which is why I think you have people breaking out. You have more entrepreneurs now. You have people who are saying, you know, I don't want to ascribe necessarily to this. And these are the things I value and I'm going for it. And if it means I got to go for it outside of your walls, then then so be it. Yeah. Well, speaking of going outside your four walls and, and being a disruptor, this uh, you've recently taken on a new venture, Indelible Impressions Consulting. So walk us through how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so thanks. Um, so here's what I will say. Um, I, you know, like I said, I've got 20 plus years in marketing communications um, for various industries, various size companies. I worked for small shops of about like 600 people and then others with like 13 offices, eight international billions in revenue, blah, blah, blah. Um, And, but one thing that um, was missing for me was the being aligned with purpose. So even though I had this, this skill set, and I love marketing communications and PR, I think it's phenomenal. Um, For me, it's all based in relationship, which is really at the core of who I am. Um, But purpose, living in purpose, living on purpose has become really important to me. And I will say that in the last year, um, I had 
experienced kind of this, uh, what I call a tsunami of loss. Um, I lost uh, my dad uh, back last September. Um, I had challenges in the current workplace. Um, I had parents who were sick. Uh, as I shared with you before, we kicked off last my mother-in-law because of COVID. And so it really forced me to take some inventory of myself and my life and what was really important to me and what I wanted my legacy to be uh, for whatever time uh, that I had left on this earth. Like, what did I want to leave behind? And it was about an indelible impression. It was about making an indelible mark. So I took the, uh, all of the components of the work experiences and the personal experiences and indelible impressions consulting was born out of it. And so it really was fueled by this passion to help you know, for-profit, non-profit organizations, um, and even some individuals to really leave their own indelible impression um, on their audiences and society. Um, so as I want to do this myself, I want to help other people to, to do the same. Um, so in the marketing and communications realm, you know, this can be helping them to amplify their brand message through the lens of their values and their mission. Um, that may include social justice or equality or, you know, furthering tough conversations and positions that really best position society for good. Um, and then toggling as well in the DEI space. Right. And so helping organizations to focus on and reduce the impact of bias so that they can lead a more inclusive, innovative and intercultural um, organization. And so, um, you know, those are, are really the realms in which indelible impressions uh, works with others to, again, help them to leave their, their own indelible impression on society um, and on their, their audiences. So whether that's inside your walls, right, for DEI and elevating brand um, or outside to um, really make an impact uh, on your, the consumer base and your target audience. Um, and I think that that's really important. You look at the evolution of marketing and communications and branding, you know, consumers are savvy now. They've got a lot of choice. And so they've looked past just the economic value of a product or a service. And they've really poked at like, well, who are you brand? What do you stand for? Does it align with my own um, values? Mm -hmm. um, and if it doesn't, then I don't know that I want to give my dollars to you, even though I love those sneakers or I love that, that brand of popcorn. If, if you're not, let's say, for example, a Ben and Jerry's, right? And you're denouncing white supremacy, which I'm all for as well, I'm not buying your stuff. Um, and so I think that... Um, there is a consumer intelligence that people need to embrace. And I think brands, I think they're starting to get that, right? We certainly saw a lot of it with the Black Lives Matter movement um, ongoing and people, brands making these statements about where they stand for racism or anti-racism and things like that. But um, I, think, I think the soul of a brand um, um, is is at stake and what people care about most these days. So helping organizations to amplify their message about the soul of their brand is is important. 
Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to go into that where we really amplify what is what a organization is doing, especially what they're doing internally. And that's something that you're clearly doing. And the the thought that I had or the question I wanted to ask was, you know, what is your vision of indelible? We were talking about how you have created a, a recent partnership, but it really came down to what your vision of your organ of your company was. And what is the importance of creating a clear vision for an organization in general? Right. So um, I will say, you know, I'll take the second part first. So creating a clear vision for a company is, is critical to how you operate, right? Both within your walls and outside of your walls. So um, having a brand identity, knowing who you are, what you stand for, again, going back to that, what you value is, is key because that's what people are buying into in addition to whatever product or service that you offer. Uh, for indelible, it's the, again, making that indelible impression, but as a step further for me, it is about the impact of society overall, right? So when I think about, for example, in the DEI space and going into an organization um, much more than just saying, hey, I have these DEI workshops that I think can benefit your enterprise and, and your employees and, and the cultural experience that you want to develop here. It's about having that front end first assessment um, of what is, what is going on in your culture? Who are you? Um, and then developing these very specific targeted customized workshops that get to some of the underpinnings and some of the issues and gaps and challenges of the organization in going from who they are to who they want to be. Um, and then in the broadest sense, and I think this is what you're getting at, is my philosophy of kind of this everywhere your foot shall tread and rock in the pond, which is basically when I go in and I do the workshops and, and the trainings and the teachings, for me, it's so much more than just that organization. I want people to take what they've come to understand more about themselves and what they've learned and what's challenged perhaps antiquated belief systems and ideologies and really kind of expanded their mind and, and even their heart set, right? Um, and then taking that everywhere their foot shall tread. So they're learning this perhaps in the workplace environment or on a Zoom session, but then what about everywhere else they go in life? What about their homes? Um, what about the conversations that they have with their partners or their spouse or their children? The conversations they have with their neighbors um, in the wider communities where they live at the hairdressers or the grocery store or wherever. Um, how that they can take that knowledge and an expanded viewpoint and um, share it. And, and so it has so much more of a more meaningful and greater impact on society and really being part of the change that we wanna see. So for me, 
and indelible. It's so much bigger. That's the indelible mark and impression that I want to make. Um, I want to throw a single rock in a pond and watch the ripples go out far and wide for good. Um, and to really just, like I said, impact society at a greater level. So for Indelible, that's, that's what it's about for us. That's the bigger mission. That's the bigger goal. That's the soul of our brand. Well, I can't say enough about what, how your passion level is. The people who are listening cannot see your face and they can't see how you're lighting up. And I actually wanted to share something with you. Um, you know, I reached out to a couple of your uh, people you worked with in the past. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and just to see like, oh, what, what do they have to say about Yvonne? And one comment that really, I think, showcases how you have made this amazing impression on them said that she brought a fresh perspective, a lot of experience and team spirit to an already established team and integrated seamlessly while quickly becoming a valuable leader. She's simply amazing and she is available for anything that you need her to, to do. So I think that again, you, this is something that you've clearly made your mark uh, as you've built relationships and that's something that we've talked about before as well is there's a difference between caring mm. and serving. Yeah. And can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, ah, servant leadership, right? So traditional leadership styles, it, in my opinion, and I think that there is a pretty wide school of thought on this, that they're defined by kind of overseeing a transaction, right? So what the person does to fulfill the job description and the needs of the business versus a servant leader who really seeks to develop an employee, help align their own sense of purpose with the mission of the company, right? So that's really about how you treat others and engage with others. Um, at the core of it, servant leadership is really about relationship, right? And so um, that's, that's really important. It's again stemmed in this thought and the perspective of, I see you, who are you as a person? And I'm interested in that. And I engage with you in such a way that acknowledges that and helps to inspire you to become the best version of yourself while in the construct of the organization and the role that you play. And so what I find with servant leadership is that those employees are so much more empowered. They're so much more innovative. Um, they're, they're more engaged because they're purpose-driven and they can end up being some of the highest performers um, that you, you tend to see in, in an organization. Um, and, and so it's really about going back to, to that relationship element and not in a prying, type of way, but to let people know that you care about them and their lives overall, um, that they mean more to you than what they do for you and the organization that really, um, that matters. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot there that uh, we could unpack. Um, and, and the thing that I think that you, 
that I really want to ask you is, you know, what is the impact, you know, I get a sense of, and you've touched on it as well, of what your purpose is, but well, I mean, what is the impact that you really want to leave, you know, mm. on this earth? What is that impact you're oh looking my gosh. to have? Wow. That's huge. Um, to help people to see themselves um, in the totality of who they are and to bring the most unapologetic, authentic version of themselves to life every day. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not accountable for the things that you do or say, or that you just refuse to ascribe to any societal norms, right? Like there are laws and things that govern us and that really should. <laughs> um, but um, we, we were not trying to advocate for a purge type of society. <laughs> but at the same time, like that it's okay to be a flawed human being as long as you're you're trying to show up with the best version of yourself every day and that you you acknowledge that and and you're okay with it and that we kind of embrace that in in one another like that's what i would like to see us get to as a society um i have a teenage daughter and that's a concept that i try to impart to her uh regularly as especially as a young woman as a young black woman that it's really important that you develop your voice and that you be very mindful of it um, and you use it respectfully but you use it accordingly to advocate for yourself um, and to let it be a part of how you show up to the world every every day and so um, yeah that that's that's the impact that I'd like to have. That's the indelible mark I would yeah. like to leave. <laughs> well, again, there's you've certainly left um, quite an impact, and I, I want to share one more piece of praise that someone had for you, where uh, he said his ability to see big picture and challenge us to give and do more really made us create big impacts in our communities. So it's like you said, it's more than just a one-on-one -on -one impact that we can have, mm. that leaders can have. It's more than just one-on-one. -on -one. Because if yeah. you as a leader, let's say you lead a team of 10. Yeah. And each of those 10 individuals become better because of you. And they influence mm. another 10. Your impact, just two circles, two connections away, is yeah. one to 100. And just imagine how big that circle can get as those individuals, those hundred individuals, then talk to another hundred or another 10, another 10, <laughs> right? And so there's such an amazing impact and, and effect that we as leaders have beyond just the workplace. And that's something you're clearly, obviously working for and, and looking to have. And I, I can't say that uh, you, I, I can't say enough about what you're doing. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> you actually made my eyes well up people you can't see it but um that's and i'm just appreciative and and humbled by that right because um yeah you, you don't always know the impact that you have on on people's lives but it's it's exactly what you said is that rock in the pond and so you know i guess the challenge for all of us is what kind of rock do you want to be um, you know, it could be expanded ripples of, of negativity or it could be positivity, 
positivity and adding light and love and, and good things to, to society and the world. And, and that's what I'd like to do. So thank you. And thank you for being part of that, Chris, because you're helping to amplify that all the more for individuals. Um, the rock that you've thrown into the podcast world, right, has ripples far and wide that, you know, go way outside of just um, the following that you currently have. But um, you're doing really great work and, and helping to impact society in a greater way by, by doing this. So I say thank you for being being part of that. Well, doing absolutely. It your own right. yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, for me, it's not about me. It, it's about it's about ample. It's exactly like you said, it's about amplifying others. It's about shining the light on others who are doing amazing work. And especially those leaders who, again, the purpose of this podcast, those leaders who are leading people first, those who are thinking about people as a whole, uh, and, and looking to make that impact that you're, again, Yvonne, that you're, you're making uh, in the communities that they're, they're in. So um, before we leave, where can people connect with you? Where can people find you? All right. So definitely on LinkedIn for sure. Um, my website is www.indelible-consulting.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, and I'm thinking about Facebook, but I'm not hundred percent sure I want to dip my toe in that pond yet. I think my target market is definitely uh, LinkedIn and, and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Drop me a line if you're interested to learn more about Indelible or just want to have a coffee chat and uh, talk about how you can make your own Indelible mark. Well, absolutely. I'll be sure to link all of your information in the show notes. So for those of you who are want to hear more, um, Yvonne is an amazing talent, an amazing leader. Um, I, I just have to say real quick, one of the reasons why this episode is so short is because we ended up just chatting and having this amazing conversation for 30 minutes before we even hit that record button. So um, <laughs> Yvonne, you're a, you're a light in this world. Thank you for being uh, who you are and coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch up and talk soon. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Leading People First podcast. I hope you feel inspired to think about the indelible impressions that you're leaving. We often forget how big the impact of our ripples actually are. We make a much bigger impact in the lives of those around us, especially of those that we lead. If you love this episode, make sure you screenshot it and share it with someone, and I'd love to continue the conversation on Instagram or LinkedIn. Be sure to connect with Yvonne, all of her info is below in the show notes. I'm glad you're joining me on this journey exploring how leadership affects the employee experience. Keep leading people first and stay awesome. This is Kristen Sherry, creator of the UMAP profile. What I love most about my job is all the messages I receive from people around the world who have experienced transformation from UMAP. Just today, I received an email that said, this report is amazingly accurate. You guys nailed it. I should have pursued the career that I used to pretend when I was a young girl, a news reporter. I deeply appreciate all the knowledge and ingenuity that Kristen put into creating this UMAP tool. I now feel a sense of relief that I have found myself again. Are you a coach, a consultant, a leader, or an HR professional who wants to hear your employees or clients have these similar breakthroughs? 
consider joining the UMAP certification. All the coaches who go through our program always say the same thing. Of all the certifications I have, this one is by far the most valuable. And the UMAP profile was awarded the 2020 Career Innovation Award by Career Directors International. Visit myumap.com for more information.